are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. If you take your Bible, go to the book of Acts, chapter number four, if you will, please. I'm so happy to be here, aren't you? Amen. Whew, church is great. Don't you believe it? And if you're visiting here tonight, I do apologize. I want you to come back next week. And uh, Dr. Treber is my dear friend. Some people think we're twins. And uh, we live a long ways apart. We were born in different cities, but I guess we are twins. Amen. And uh, he's the one that got all the money. Praise the Lord. And uh, I have my niece down here on my right, your left. And she told me today while we were trying to have lunch, she said, uh, by the way, uh, Pastor Mark, Uncle Mark, she said, uh, it's costing us $5,000 a day. The sermon better be good tonight. <laughs> and so I already put my refund in the offering plate, so if the ushers will have you come back, all right? God is good all the time. You know, this uh, thing that everybody's going through, and I want you to notice how I said that, I've seen the signs that say, we're all in this together. How many have seen that sign? I want to change it and I want to say, we're all going through this together. I want to come out on the other side. How about you? And I believe that God is going to do that. My dear dad uh, and I were pretty, pretty tight, pretty close friends. And I lived next door to him for over 14 years, almost 15 years, and watched over him, took care of him, loved him. And uh, then we got the news uh, a few months ago. It was March 13th, I believe, or March 14th. We couldn't see him, couldn't go to the nursing home where he was. He'd just been in there a short time, a little over a year. Couldn't go see him. We'd call him every day, and he would always ask this question, Mark, when's this gonna be over? I said, Dad, I think it's gonna be over soon. Mark, when's this gonna be over? I said, Dad, it's gonna be over soon. Mark, when's this gonna be over? It was over for him on June 28th. He went home to glory, amen? I love the song that that dear young lady sang, well done, my child. And I believe my dad heard those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, amen? The Bible is open to the book of Acts chapter number four, and I won't be long tonight unless you frown. And if you're gonna sleep, I'm gonna join right with you, amen? Acts chapter number four, if you find it, would you stand with me, please? Acts chapter number four. I love America, don't you? I believe this is true. Wow, what a crowd, Brother Trevor, what a crowd. This is not time to give up. This is not time to give in. And this is not time to wear out. It's not time to give up. It's not time to give in. And it's not time to wear out. Some of you say, I'm weary, I know. But don't wear out, it's not time. It's not over yet, amen. It's not time to give up, it's not time to quit. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not, amen. So it's not time to give up. It's not time to give in. It's not time to wear out. You know, Brother Trevor, I told another preacher this week, I said, you know, I've been preaching the Bible for quite a while now. But you know what I've been finding out, everybody? It's not just time to preach the Bible, it's time to live the Bible. Not just time to preach it. We're getting the opportunity to really live the Bible in our generation. And tonight I wanna give you my heart. 
I'm gonna preach for just a little while. I wanna preach on this subject, shaken, shaken. Through this time and through this hour, I believe some people have been shaken. But you know what? Until there's a shaking, until there's an awakening, there cannot be a shaking. I believe America has been shaken. I believe the churches across America have been shaken. And I'm asking God, oh God, would you help us in this place? May there be a shaking take place. Acts chapter number four. This, of course, is a great great book of the Bible written by Luke, the great physician. And Luke writes to us and he tells us in verse number one, Acts chapter number four, and the Bible says, and as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. That's still the same answer today. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for he was now even tied. And howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. If you will now go to chapter four, verse number 13, and the Bible says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uh, unlearned and, un- and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them and they, that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> hey, if we're going through this, it's good to be with Jesus, amen. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Look at verse number 20. And the Bible says, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. If you look at verse number 31, the Bible says, And when they had prayed... And when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. I pray, my Heavenly Father, that you'd bless in our time together tonight. I thank you so much for God's wonderful people. Lord, as I have stood in this place many times and I'm so thankful, dear God, for the opportunity to preach in this place. Dear God, I would pray that the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit of God would fill me and use me. Empty Mark Swanson of Mark Swanson. Lord, I know what I am. And dear God, I would pray that you'd take us and Lord, shake us once again tonight in this place. And Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my heart. And and Lord, I know that these days I've never been closer to you. I've never talked more to you. I've never desired more of you. I've never desired to be with you more than I have been these days. And I I wanna look back and I wanna say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. And and Lord, I don't like COVID, but I like Jesus. I don't like what it is, but I like what you're doing. And Dear God, I just wanna say thank you. And Lord, I would pray that you would bless in America once again. Lord, I love this land. I love America. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. Oh, yes, it's so true. Lord, as we travel around this nation coming here just 
a couple of days ago, Lord, and drove in late last night. I, I thank God for what you've done in America. And Lord, I thank God for what you brought us from. I, I thank God for what we are today. And I would pray, oh God, that you would do it again in this place. Oh God, please. I pray that you'd shake the hearts of men. I pray that you'd shake the hearts of ladies. I pray that you'd shake the hearts of the young people. I pray that you'd shake the hearts of the elderly in this place tonight and all of those that would be watching upon the internet. Oh God, we thank you. And now dear God, I would pray that you do it again in this place. Thank you for North Valley Baptist Church and thank you for Dr. Jack Trever, my dear friend. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that for some reason you have chosen this church Lord, through the years to be the lighthouse. And now, Lord, you have chosen this church, Lord, to be the example. And Lord, I would pray that we would see them come out shining like gold because they belong to God. So Lord, I pray now that you'll bless our short time together. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you. Remain standing for the mess. Please be seated. I'm sorry. You know, through this time, have you ever felt discouraged? Through this time, have there been times of disappointment? Through these times, have you found yourself being down at all? I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm a little discouraged. Woo! And the Lord said, that's okay, Mark. I, I can take care of that, amen. I said, Lord, I'm a little depressed. And he said, that's okay, Mark. I can take care of that. I said, Lord, I'm a little down and out. And I, he said, Lord, he said, Mark, that's okay. I can take care of that. I said, Lord, I'm bald. He said, three out of four ain't bad, amen. But I know that as we go through all this time, some of us have unanswered questions. I'll tell you why we have unanswered questions, because nobody has the answer, amen. It seems like it changes every day to the left and to the right. Am I right about that, everybody? You don't know if it's what it's gonna be today. You don't know that what they told us yesterday is not true today, and what they told us last week is not true today. I wanna say this, Jesus is still on the throne, hallelujah. You all right? <laughs> doing okay? Woo, it's gonna happen on. I just don't want, I don't want them to give the money back, amen. <laughs> My son Elisha Spears once and came to us late in life and what a joy he is to us. He's, my, he's our son and we got to make this trip out here together and Dr. Trevor called us yesterday and we were in Salt Lake City and Salt Lake City and we were in Salt Lake City and and uh, Brother Trevor called and said the college, we're not gonna be able to have the college. I think it was Salt Lake City. and Maybe it was before that. And we had crossed over and we got out in Salt Lake City at the Great Salt Lake. And we began to talk about what we were gonna do. And, and I called Brother Trevor back and I said, we're still gonna come because there's some things we need and some things we have to do. And you know, these past few days, I've been able to spend some time with our son. And if you know me at all, uh, I apologize for that. If you know me at all, I love my son Elisha with all of my heart. And we were able to come out here across the country. Our son is the great imitator. Our son, if he talked to you for any amount of time, he could imitate you immediately. He is just a great imitator. Uh, he, anybody in our church, uh, sometimes you'll be talking to him and we'll come home that night and all of a sudden we'll hear that person talking in the other room because he's imitating them. Sometimes we have to turn off Andy and Barney just to watch him as he entertains us. And, and, and let me tell you something, for me to turn off Andy and Barney, you know it's gotta be good, amen. And he imitates 
And he imitates a lot of people in our church. He can imitate the way they walk. He can imitate the way they talk. He can imitate the way they sing. And he can imitate, their, imitate the way they have motions. It's just, an act. would you like to see some of it tonight? Amen. He has only been here a short time today and he's already got quite a few of you down pad. It's unbelievable. But you know what thing that I really love about him? He's a great imitator. But you know what I really love about him? Let me think for just a minute here. <laughs> you know what I love about him? He doesn't have to imitate for me to like him. You know why? Because him imitating is not the real him. It's part of him, but it's not the real him. You know what I love about him? Is I love the real Elisha Spears Swanson. You know why? Because he's real. That's what I love about him the most. I love it because he's real. You know what we need in the United States of America today? Is we don't need fake it till you make it Christians. We don't, need, we don't need fake it till you make it preachers. We don't need fake it till you make it singers. We don't need fake it till you make it church members. You know what I think this is happening in America to all of us? It's dividing those that are saying, I really want to live for Jesus. And it's what those that don't are starting to walk away. I don't know about you, but I've made my choice. I want to stay on this side. I want to live for Jesus. I don't want to be fake it till you make it. I want to be the real deal Christian. Christian, how about you? In this book of Acts, my dear friends, what was taking place, these were the real deal Christians. You know what we need in America today? We need the real deal Christian. I'm asking everybody here tonight, would you be a real deal Christian? Hey, would you walk it? Would you talk it? It's time to preach it. It's time to give it. It's time to be a real deal Christian. These people were the real deal Christians. They came to the place where revival was breaking out. Souls were being saved on the left. Souls were being saved on the right. Souls were being saved everywhere they went. They said 5,000 people were saved in verse, and the number of the men was about 5,000 that were saved. By the hundreds of thousands, people were being saved. Can I say everybody tonight, if we wanna live for Jesus, there will be a price that we have to pay. There will be a price that we have to pay. These people live for God. Brother Trevor, one of the things that I've been finding out about Christianity is that those that live for Jesus and the word of God, those that really believed it, they, it didn't seem like they had too much vacation. It didn't seem like it was too easy for them in their life, but they were persecuted. They took a stand. They loved Jesus and they paid the price. And because they did, this generation sits here today because somebody loved Jesus enough to pay the price once again. I say tonight, my dear friends, uh, are we willing to pay that price? Uh, shaken, shaken. I wonder tonight who it is. I wonder who it is that wants to say tonight, I want to be the real deal. Christian shaken. I want to know that I want to give you three thoughts tonight that I believe God put on my heart. And number one, there was a shaking in their preaching. There was a shaking in their preaching. It brought, it brought results. There was a shaking in their preaching. It brought results. Look at verse number seven. The Bible says, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, 
world and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him uh, doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name uh, under heaven given among men, uh, whereby we must be saved. You know what I have found out, my dear friends? In America, we need preaching today. Hey, I'm saying today that in youth groups, we need preaching. In schools, we need preaching. Hey, I'm saying today in the dead church, we need preaching. In my life and in your life, we need preaching because preaching brings results, my dear friends. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God, my dear friends, we need preaching, 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 preaching. America needs preaching today. It needs preaching. I believe ungodly leaders don't like us getting together because there is power in preaching. May we always desire preaching. May we always accept preaching. May we always pray for the preaching of the word. There is nothing like preaching, my friends, preaching. I believe ungodly leaders don't like us getting together because we're number one, we're usually conservatives. We're pro-life, we're pro-God, we're pro-family, we're pro-gun, and most of all, we're pro-Jesus that he is still the answer for our generation. My dear friends today, nobody knows where we're going on this thing, but I'm thanking God tonight that we know who's leading the way and his name is Jesus. Still knows the way. Preaching, preaching, preaching of the word of God. A young couple came to me last week with their eight-year-old boy. They said, Pastor Mark, you wouldn't believe what happened. I said, would you tell me? Would you share with me? Would you give me a chance? And they said, we looked out in the backyard and we didn't know this was taking place. But our little eight-year-old son took his neighbor. They were in the backyard. He took a gospel track. On the back of it has the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He took his little next door neighbor. He went through a gospel track with him at the, at the age of eight. They looked out again. They were both on their knees praying, praying, praying because that little boy said, I know what's important. It's the preaching of the cross. It's the preaching of the cross. I'm saying, my dear friends, we must have, understand that preaching helps the heart get right with God. Preaching turns us from worldliness. Preaching turns us from ungodliness. Preaching brings revival. I'm saying today, my dear friends, we gotta have some old-fashioned, heaven-sent, fired-up preaching. Preaching. There was a shaking in their preaching. I got a phone call last week. I'm sorry, three months ago when we first started into this thing. And the voice at the other end of the line said, Pastor Mark, can you, can you help me? I said, I'll do my best. They, she said, I have a friend that is strung out on drugs. I have a friend that has turned to immorality, that's looking for some hope in their life, that's looking for something. Can you help them? 
I knew in my heart that I couldn't, but there was one thing I could do. I could preach Jesus. I could preach Jesus. I could preach Jesus. We were in the middle of the COVID-19, but we can still preach Jesus. We can still preach Jesus. Jesus is still our hope. No matter where you're at, no matter how down you are, no matter how discouraged you are, it's preaching, preaching, preaching gets the job done. He came in and saw me and he left that day. I hadn't heard from him for a few months. And just about a week and a half, two weeks ago, she called me back up and she said, can you talk to him? I said, I'd be glad to. He came to my office and downhearted, downhearted trying all the pleasures of the world, all the pleasures of sin for a season. And he came to my office brokenhearted. He said, is there any hope for me? Can you help me? I said, ah, it's not me, but I know who can. It's the preaching of the cross. I gave him Jesus, and that day he walked away with Jesus, my friends. The answer is still Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. As we go through this time of difficulty and discouragement and downhearted, we need Jesus, my friends. We need Jesus. They were so glad that they knew the Lord. Nobody could shop them up, sh- shut them up, amen. They were shaking in their preaching. It brought results. Number two, they were shaking in their praising. It brought resistance. They were shaking in their preaching. It brought results. They were shaking in their praising. It brought resistance. If you look at verse number 13, again, the Bible says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Verse number 14, and beholding the man which was healed standing with him, they could say nothing against it. Verse number 19, the Bible said, I'm sorry, verse number 18, and when they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus, but Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Number two, there was shaking in their praising, it brought resistance. Can I say, my dear friends, today that they were so glad that they knew the Lord that nothing could shut them up. I know they're trying to shut us up. I know they're trying to shut us down, but that cannot stop us from praising God for what he's already done. God's been good in the past. God is good right now. And God will still be good tomorrow, my friends. Don't stop praising him. Don't stop praising him. Anybody in here glad you're saved? Can you say amen? Is there anybody glad in here that you're never gonna go to hell? Can you say amen? Sometimes, sometimes we ought to get excited. Sometimes we ought to stand up and shout and say, thank God, thank God, thank God I'm not what I should be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Hallelujah. I thank God. I Thank God that he saved me. Is there anybody like that? Oh, I just want to thank you, Lord. Just want to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Here it is. For making me whole, saving my soul. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let me say, 
Let me say something, everybody. Is there anybody in here that got happy? You got so happy, you were excited that you started clapping your hands. You were so happy in Jesus, you stood up for Jesus. Is there anybody in here that got so happy you started saying amen in church? Is there anybody that got so happy you started raising your hands in church? You know something, everybody? I know they're trying to shut us up. They're trying to shut us down. But may they never accomplish what they desire because when you got it, when you got Jesus in your heart, they cannot shut us up. They will never, they will never stop the church because Jesus loves the church, gave himself for the church, and the church will be forever. Forever. Anybody glad you're saved? Can you say amen? Oh my. There was shaking in their preaching, it brought results. There was shaking in their praising, it brought resistance. I want you to notice lastly, there was shaking in their praying, it brought revival. There was shaking in their preaching, it brought results. There was shaking in their praising, it brought resistance. There was shaking in their praying, it brought revival. Look at verse number 31 of the Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they all had things common and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great peace was upon them all. I say, my dear friends, today, when the place is shaken, there's gonna be a great revival. When there's a great awakening, there's gonna be a great shaking. I'm asking God, would you shake up the Berean Baptist Church? Dear God, would you give us a great awakening so that we can have the shaking that took place in the book of Acts? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. You know what's never gonna get the job done? When we're prayerless. The only way it's gonna get done, the only way God God's gonna carry us through. There's gotta be somebody that says, I, I wanna pray until the place is shaken. I'm asking men, I'm asking daddies that you would go to God and say, I'm gonna pray until my family is shaken. I'm gonna pray until my home is shaken. I'm asking preachers if you would begin to pray that I'm gonna pray until my church is shaken. I'm asking youth pastors if you would pray until your youth department is shaken. I'm asking all of America that we would would pray until this place is shaken, my friends. Shaken. For miracles to take place, there must be prayer. But are we praying? We want America to return to God. But are we praying? We need healing and comfort. But are we praying? Let's be honest. Sometimes it's hard to pray. Am I right about that? Have you ever found yourself praying? All of a sudden, the devil did everything to you and stopped your prayer. When it's hard to pray is when we must pray our hardest. When it's hard to pray, we must pray our hardest. Preaching is incredible, except this one. Preaching is incredible, but it cannot replace prayer. Praising is incredible, and I love it. I'm happy in Jesus, but it cannot replace prayer, my dear friends. We want influence in our community, and we need it, but I ask us, are we praying? We want a shaking. We need a shaking, but are we praying? Amen, are we praying? The devil and his crowd seem to be afraid of those that pray. 
The devil and his crowd seem to be afraid of those that pray. Can America come back? I've heard somebody say that America's too far gone. There's no repentance for America. I've heard people say that we have sinned so much and we have cursed God so much that America cannot return. I don't know, my dear friend, but there's one thing that I'm going to do until God takes me out of here. I'm going to pray that America comes back to God. I'm going to pray. How many would say, I'm going to pray? I'm going to pray. Can America come back? I don't know, but I'm going to pray. Is that young man that's, war, that's wandered away from God, can he come back? I don't know, but I'm going to pray. You have somebody that's unsaved. Can they get saved? I don't know, but I'm going to pray, my dear friend. I'm saying, my dear friends, tonight, if we really want to shake it, if we really want God to do something, it'll never, never happen until we say, dear God, shake me in prayer let me go to prayer let me pray let me pray let me pray I've had enough prayers answered to keep on praying how about you how many have ever had a little prayer answered how many have ever had a little prayer answered how many have ever had a little prayer answered rub-a-dub-dub thanks for the grub I've had little prayers for some of us that might be a big prayer amen let me ask you this, how many have, how many ever thought it was impossible, but God answered a big prayer? Amen. Is this too big for God, yes or no? Is this too, I can't hear you, is this too big for God, yes or no? Is this too big for God, yes or no? I'm saying to this great church, nothing is too hard for our God. Don't stop praying. Don't turn back, never give up, never give in, and never wear out. I'm saying, my dear friends, today, until God takes us out of here, until God puts us on the other side, let's say keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying. Preaching works, praise and works, but there's nothing like praying. Oh, my dear friends, what we need more than ever is to get back to a holy God, approach a holy throne, and grab hold of those altars and say, dear God, I will. I will not let you go until you hear my cry, until the place is shaken. Until the place is shaken. A couple of weeks ago, you heard the story like I did. But several, many years ago, Dr. Sexton told the story of a revival that broke out. It started from two elderly ladies that were praying. And the revival broke out so much that they went to their preacher and they asked him if he was right with God. And because of that, that preacher made sure that from the inside out, he was right with God. Those two ladies prayed. I think they were both in their 80s, if I remember the story right. They began to pray with that preacher. And God sent a Holy Ghost revival in that place, in that church. Those ladies had a niece that came to America, to this country. They took one of the Bibles from that revival and they gave it to that niece. That niece had some children and that niece gave it to one of her children and his name was Don. That, that little niece, that mother, took that Bible and gave it to a man named John. John grew up to be the president of the United States of America. And that Bible today sits in the Oval Office of the United States of America. 
I don't know if you saw it or not, but our president went out when they had burned that, when the peaceful protesters burned the church down. I'm sick of peaceful protesters, amen. They burned that church down on the inside. We saw our president carrying the Bible. Now, I don't know if it was that Bible or not. I don't know. But I was so happy to see the president of the United States carrying the word of God. Not too long ago, about two weeks ago, our president's brother died, Robert. How many heard that? It was a week ago, Friday, that they had the service. When they had the service, Robert's wife and Robert, they were good friends of a man named Dr. Clarence Sexton. Have you ever heard his name? Dr. Clarence Sexton in 2018 preached a sermon about Donald's Bible. It was on the it was on YouTube, but I heard they took it down after a while. I don't know if it's back or not. But he preached a sermon in 2018, and he told the story about that great revival where those ladies prayed for revival. They prayed, and, and he told about how uh, Donald's mother gave him that Bible from the revival and where it sat. When Donald Trump's brother, Robert, passed away, Mr. President of the United States, through his authority, and through, Donald, through Robert Trump's wife, asked Clarence Sexton to preach the private funeral of his dear brother in the White House. And from, from what I understand, Brother Trevor, it's been a hundred years since a president had a service in that East Room. You know what I'm saying, my dear friends, today? If you would have asked me if anything like that could ever happen, I would say never in a million years. But thank God, God behind the scenes was working behind the scenes. And now because of that, there was a man of God that stands up to America and preaches the word like this man and had the privilege to stand at the White House of the United States of America with the president in his presence and preach the word of God. Can I say preaching still works? Praising still works. Praying still works. And behind the scenes, God has moved. You say, Pastor Mark, why are you preaching today? Because it cost me a lot of money, amen? You ask me, why am I here today? I'm here today because I just came to tell you there is hope amen there is hope so be strong there is hope and he knows just where you are he knows just what you're going through never give up never give in and never wear out because there is hope my friend there is hope there is hope now the question is this the question is this I wonder if my family could have revival based upon my prayer life. You know what I believe, everybody? I believe that those two little ladies that prayed for revival, that America's still reaping the results from their prayers. I just ask all of us tonight, will you pray? Will you pray? Will you pray? Preaching? Oh yes, we need preaching. There were results. Praising, there was resistance. But in praying, we see revival. I want to ask all of us tonight. I didn't come here to entertain you, and I know you're mixed up and you're confused. You thought I did. I didn't come to entertain. Really didn't think I was going to preach, to be honest with you. 
When we have prayer time at our church, Brother Greg can testify, my son Elisha can testify. When it comes to the altar, all I see is it's time to go to God in prayer. And people by the hundreds just get to God in prayer. There is hope, there is hope. So be strong, there is hope. And he knows just what you're going through. Hey, so be strong. Don't give up. There's hope. You know what I believe? Brother Treber, I'm going to say this, but I believe the blessings on the Silicon Valley are because of this man in this church. Isn't it weird how he came, there wasn't nothing here, and now you have the money belt of the world right here. There is hope, so be strong. There is hope. Hey, there's still hope, my friend. You know what I would love to see, and I know this pastor too, but I still believe with the touch that you have on America, there's still hope. 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 Have you ever been so happy enough you wanted to say amen? There is hope. There is hope. So be strong. Never give up. Never give in. Never wear out. Why? Because there is hope, my friend. There is hope. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.